You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, guys, and welcome to your weekly wisdom on the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we reflect on various topics for your amusement. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. And rate and review. Don't forget to pray. I'm one of your hosts, Rudy Cardo, and accompanied by the anti-socialist, Daniel Rosado. I'm sick. Again. Why? Why? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this. Why He's sick, sick and Everybody's tired. immune system becomes stronger while I'm dying. What? Exactly. It's all that negativity you surround yourself in your life, Dan. You know, when you're antisocial, you burn around negative connotations to yourself. I'll shove my foot down your throat. He's sick and, t- <laughs> He's sick and tired, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And the architect himself, Islam, how you doing, Islam? I'm doing good. Fucking train ride was horrible, but I'm doing good. Had an Asian man's ass on my hands. Yeah, yeah, well, you got to take care of them yeah, Sometimes, Sometimes, if you don't pay extra, stuff happens. Bro, I was just really, really hoping he, didn't he pay did the not fare. fart on my hands, bro. <laughs> he, if he I would have felt like a on my hands, I would have been so why, fucking Why is it mad. blowing on you? Because th- then then he would have turned around, looked at you, and be like, teehee. And just put like, <laughs> oh. his fingers over his mouth. Bro, I would yeah, I would have just shoved my hand down his throat. Be like, taste your fart. <laughs> what? God, you guys are just really aggressive on the trains. I was trying to figure out how his fart sm- like, like sounded like a winter breeze. You know when you do it like a silent but deadly? Yeah. And it's just like air coming at your asshole? No, it sounds like, well, I guess, yeah. But it's, it feel, I would make more of a s- sound like a stink oh, bomb whatever. just went off. You you made it, you did. Okay, he has a gaping asshole. What do you want from me? Okay, I'm in. That shit you're goes fig- The one you're talking about sounded, sounded like a stick of dynamite was about to go off. Like. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Like, oh man, you said he's got a gaping asshole. Finger slipping, be careful. I don't know what's happening. Shit. Yeah, literally. Exactly. Like literally. Exactly. literally. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It, it was not a fun it was not a fun commute. Not fun. Fucking hate. Why trains gotta get derailed? Uh, you Why know, train? I don't know. So what happens when the train gets derailed and it pushes yours out of the schedule? Well, yeah, because now they're only running on one track going both ways, so they have to delay everything because you got to wait for one train to pass for one to go in, and then that train, got the next train that's trying to come in has to wait before this train goes out. So, i got to imagine that must be scary if you're on the track. Yeah, if you get derailed while you're on. I don't think it was, like, anything big. It probably, like, one car came off, and, like, it just stopped. I don't think it was, like, anything major. Or else it would have been on the news. So. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Man. Rudy, what you got? All right, guys. So, NFL season started, but uh, we have a new league coming up. It's called the XFL. Mm-hmm. So, uh, brought into production by uh, once. What's 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 once? Is it just Vince McMahon, Dan? What's that? How you say it's for you Vincent Kennedy which? McMahon? Vincent Kennedy McMahon. There it is. There it is. 
Um, just so we touch base on all the teams to begin. So there's going to be eight teams total. You got the Dallas Renegades from Arlington, Texas. The Houston Roughnecks whoa, from Houston. Wait, wait, wait. So did you say the Dallas Renegades from Arlington? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not from Dallas? Or is Arlington in Dallas? Which it's kind of weird because the Dallas Cowboys stadium, stadium is in Arlington. So. Oh, okay. So it's just like. It's yeah. kind of like how the Giants yeah. and Jets are in New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. The Houston Sorry, Roughnecks. I, just, I no, mean, I okay. guess it's not that big of a deal because it's just another city and not another state. Yeah. So. Well, for the <laughs> longest time in, in baseball, you had the, the Angels. There was there yeah. was a while where there were the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to cut you off, Rudy. No, no, it's fine. Um, the Houston Roughnecks from Houston, Texas, the Los Angeles Wildcats from Carson, California, the Seattle Dragons from Seattle, Washington, Ooh, dragons. the DC Defenders from Washington, DC, Batman and Superman, <laughs> the, the New York Guardians. And the funny thing about the New York Guardians is they're actually going to be from East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yep. And they're going to be playing at MetLife Stadium. Oh, okay. So they're going to be playing at MetLife, too. <laughs> yeah. New York is just getting all – and New Jersey well, is getting all this money. MetLife has been a big part of the XFL. Like, a lot of the announcements they made were from East Rutherford and everything. Yeah. You have the St. Louis Battle Hawks, St. Louis, Missouri, and Tampa Bay Vipers in Tampa Bay, Florida. So it's gonna be just eight teams. Just so everybody has a little oh, grasp of the concept, that's uh, NFL has thirty-two teams. Oh yeah, well it's a brand new league. It's it's like that with uh, all sports when they start off. The NBA didn't have as many teams until they took over the ABA. You know, well, American Basketball Association. Because mm-hmm. yeah, because because way back in the day, the Nets. Um, everybody knows them now as the Brooklyn Nets. Before that, the New Jersey Nets. Originally, they were the New York Nets from the ABA. And then, like I said, the NBA took over everything, and they became the New Jersey Nets. It's just you know, that's how things happen. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know they were New York Nets first. Mm-hmm. All right, so I wanted to talk about the XFL's draft uh, situation. So just to get some context, the XFL player draft will take place Tuesday, October fifteenth, and Wednesday, October sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Player selections will be announced on XFL.com, XFL twenty twenty on Twitter, XFL on Instagram. And through social media channels of all eight teams. All those social media channels. All those social media channels. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Over the two-day draft, each XFL team will populate a 71-man roster. To give, you some con- to give you some context, the NFL roster is only 53. Hmm. That's a lot more players. By selecting players from a set of positional groups, one quarterback will be assigned to each team prior to the five-phase draft oh, wow. phase, phased as follows. First phase will be skills players, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Second uh, second phase will be offensive line, offensive tackle, offensive guard, offensive center. Third phase will be defensive front, D-line, linebackers. Uh, fourth phase will be defensive uh, backfield, cornerback, nickelback, safeties, free safeties. After that, the fifth phase will be open draft. All remaining players after positional players, in addition, punt, uh, punters, kickers, and long snappers. 
So just to keep giving you some more information, the draft pool will consist of over a thousand professional football players, all of whom accepted the commissioner's invitation and passed a standard background check. In phase one to four, each team will choose 10 players for a total of 40 players. In phase five, each team will choose from the pool of remaining players to complete its initial roster. And it'll be using a snake format. So just to give you some context of what a snake format is, you start at one, you go down to eight, eight picks twice, then it goes seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, one picks twice, and back and forth and back and forth. Also occasionally referred to as a serpentine. Thank that's, you, Dan. That's a legitimate thing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I said that to you once, and you had no idea what I was talking about. So I maybe there's other people. <laughs> what you're talking about now? Serpentine. We, it's another name for snake. It goes back and forth the same way you said. Snake draft. Uh, let's see what else. So the one thing that I found interesting about this is the fact that each of the eight teams is going to have a quarterback assigned to them already. In reality, this literally could make or break your team before the league even starts, depending on how good of the quality is of your quarterback in general. Um, one of the things I did notice, I was looking up, it's actually, as we get closer and closer to the draft, uh, we're actually starting to find out that there are actually a lot of ex-NFL players that are going to be in this draft. Um, you have You have a bunch of old Patriots players, some of the quarterbacks that are going to be in this draft are actually like they were picked up as being like backup quarterback starters for the league. You have like Connor Cook, who literally was on the Raiders um, last year. Zach Mettenberg, he was the backup for Ben Roethlisberger, and he was actually he was also on the Titans. Uh, you just got a couple players. Jonas Gray. Jonas Gray was this one running back for the for the Patriots that had like a 300-yard rushing game, and everyone thought they had a star on their hands, and then Bill Belichick benched him for the rest of the year. Wow. So it's just kind of crazy, though, because, first of all, it's going by positional players. So what that means is they're actually going to be separating – the way the draft works in reality by forcing you to pick certain positions in each phase. The NFL itself, when it goes through, you know, its whole drafting process, you can pretty much pick whatever position you want at any given moment um, throughout the draft. So if you want a quarterback first round and a, and a defensive line the second round, you'll be fine. But the, um, Or even if you want a defensive line the first round, you'll be fine. But it's the like fact that... Football. It really it really does seem like fantasy football almost because you're not even on a point system. Actually, I would be interesting to see if someone comes out with a fantasy football for the XFL, though. There, there, there will be. I think that it, that's one of the things they discussed, uh, that that they are going to try to – I think XFL themselves are going to try to work out some type of a system so that fantasy football can be made of it. Then again, you could do fantasy out of literally anything. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense that they're forcing them to do it this way, at least for – this draft because they need to get the teams yeah. properly made for each uh, for each team. So it makes sense that they're like, we, we need to put the structure now, mm-hmm. and then the next year if the XFL makes it to another draft, they can just do a draft like whatever. You know what I mean? You can pick whatever you want in any phase. but Or there won't be phases. There will just be like rounds. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense now. The the thing that is weird is the whole quarterback thing will be assigned to you. Yeah. Because I would rather be like, here are the quarterbacks, make your offers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Leave exactly. It up to the market to decide, mm-hmm. right? Um, so maybe they're trying to do it that way to make it more interesting, not to have all the good quarterbacks in one division. 
and have that division dominance so you can have interesting games off the bat. So that could be another way to look at it. Um, but again, it's still kind of weird. Oh, yeah. It just so like I said, going so each phase. So the skill players will be first quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So that means you're literally going to probably pick your your glory star players in the first round, the ones that are going to be shining through. And then the offensive line, you know, I, I care about offensive line, but offensive line gets shadowed. So it's like it's just it's just funny how you're pretty you much going to be care about f- offensive line. I mean, not guys. for nothing. All those positions mm. matter. Like, no, they do. You know, I'm like just talking, but they're not of like, yeah, they're not the most prestigious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to keep going back to basketball because that's that's my biggest reference to sports. But people always focus on who scores the most points, never care about like the assists or the rebounds, mm-hmm. which are very important to a game. Same thing in football. You know, you need the line to uh, you, you need to hold the line. Uh, you need to be able to run through it, block it. All those things matter. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I just I'm so amazed at how many ex NFL players are actually going to be in the XFL, um, especially like Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson was the third overall pick by the Browns a few years ago. And, you know, he just phased out and he's actually going to be in the XFL. So it's it's really just showing these players just trying to get an opportunity, I think, to shine. I don't know if they really see the XFL as a, a major profitable thing going down the line, but they definitely see it as an opportunity to get back into the NFL where they can try and get back to and shine. I have, I have a question for you. These XFL, ex-NFL players that are that are um, eligible for the draft, mm-hmm. um, what's the age range more or less? Are they like they're still young enough where they could make a difference or are they kind of like – they're past their glory days. Uh, I think they're still young enough. I think Trent Richardson was only drafted maybe probably within five years, maybe six years at the most. Okay. So if anything, if that's the case, then none of these guys should be past the age of 30. So like some of these guys should be like 27, 28, 29. In my so opinion. let's say that guy you just said, what's his name? Trent Richardson. Yeah. Let's say him, for example, let's say he gets drafted and <clears throat> let's say he's that age. How many years do you think he has left in him? More or less. <sighs> So it's hard to tell. Um, depends on it's NFLs and the, the football in general is a positional based, um, you know, longevity standpoint for your career. So running backs themselves are usually only supposed to be good until the age of thirty. But at the same time, if you haven't played in a couple years, you don't really have so much wear and tear on your body, so it doesn't start to break down as much. Wide receivers are pretty much like thirty three, thirty four, and that's mainly because they lose a step in speed against defenders. Um, so I would say that they probably have another five years, six years on their hands. Depends. Like if there's if these guys are twenty seven, then arguably they could have another seven, eight years on their hands, depending on how good they are and depending on how much wear and tear they take. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's I think and this I, is also <clears throat> in 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 essence, I think an XFL league is great because it creates competition. And I know mm-hmm. it doesn't create that much competition because the NFL is a Goliath and the XFL is David. But it's it's if it does work out and it is successful, it creates competition. And when competition, when there's competition, we, the viewers, are the ones who benefit because we're going to get a better product because both the XFL and the NFL are going to, be competing for our business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean so at the end of the day <clears throat> this creates more opportunities for football players coming out of college to have more spaces mm-hmm. yep and uh whether it's in the nfl or the xfl 
they might not be getting as much money in the XFL, but there could be um, they're going to be making money. And then that way you you create more opportunities and then we get to watch more people. We get to watch more football. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the seasons don't have to start at the same time and end at the same time. They can stagger. Um, you know what I mean? So it could uh, it could be an interesting opportunity if this works out. I think it's just it's an interesting way to to keep it going because I don't think that these I don't think the XFL and their games are going to be going on during the regular season of the NFL. I think no, they're going to no. do it in the off season. Yeah. Okay, um, that's smart. Oh, yeah, yeah I think that was, the, I, that was the plan from the beginning. I think originally when the XFL first launched, it did go and try to go head to head with the X. I mean, with the NFL during the NFL season, and I think that that was one of the bigger issues that it was having as a result of not getting viewership that way. Mm-hmm. Um, in reality, depending on when they start. They'll probably be going up against basketball and probably uh, some baseball. But for the most part, I think uh, because they're not going to be in the NFL season, it'll give them a chance to really shine through in the offseason. And it just gives fans what they want. Fans want more football year-round, so it gives them an opportunity to keep on seeing football. And, I mean, the one thing that I can say is that, you know, in the NFL, the the quality of talent is so high that – you have to really, really be good to shine through the quality that's out here. That's why when you see Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Tom Brady, these players, it's obvious that they're a complete tier above the rest of the crew. So it's going to be interesting to see the XFL because I think based on where the talent level is in that organization, you'll be able to see people shine through a bit more. Um, like I wouldn't be surprised if Trent Richardson killed it over there. Not saying that the quality is bad. It's just about the opportunity that you get. You know what I mean? You have a, a much more opportunity to shine, especially it's only eight teams. When you have thirty two teams and you're one run one running back, that means you're pretty much shy you're pretty much versing thirty one other teams for quality and, and growth throughout the season to show what you belong in the NFL and to show how good of a player you are. And some of the like the players, even though they do really good, they still, you know, fall short of getting that public view and things like that. So eight teams is a great opportunity for players to shine on all fronts of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also going to be a quick well. season <laughs> too. So <clears throat> it makes sense for them to be in the off season because then it's just not going to, by the time they're done with their season, it's going to be time for um, NFL season to start again. So it kind of is perfect unless they start adding more teams if it becomes successful. And who is going to be the owners of these teams, by the way? Vince McMahon. All of is them. He, is he the owner of all the teams? It, from my understanding, he owns the league, right? I know he owns yeah, the Yeah, yeah, but league. you can still have owners of – because somebody owns the NFL. I, I, I get that. But, it w- I mean, last I checked, it's Vince Actually, no one owns the NFL. Each team is its own public and en- public entity. Um, yeah, but the NFL governs it, and you could yeah, you it's like lose a, the team from the state. So yeah, yeah, the NFL. I understand what you mean. There's no one that the, the NFL itself is an owner of the other teams. If you want to look at it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, inaugural Alpha Entertainment LLC, Vince McMahon. So I guess Vince does own all eight teams. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I guess this is like a big gamble to show that everybody this could work. And if it does work, people come in and try to buy the teams off of him. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, try to make more teams in other states. Yeah. I mean, that's I definitely NFL. the goal. They, that's one of the things they said, that their plan is to try to, you know, do uh, obviously a good first season and uh, introduce 
future teams, you know, as as Yeah, but uh, I wonder if since Vince owns all of them, is this gonna be like a, a WWE type of XFL? What do you mean? Like Is it gonna be scripted? I wish. That that's it's funny because that's the first thing like I, I thought like I know it's not gonna happen because it's gonna be it's gonna be real football and everything, but yeah, yeah. if it was scripted, it would be so much better. Um, simply because you'll have games where there's a blowout or when when was the when was it that the Super Bowl was like one of the most boring games ever? Was that last year or the year before? I don't remember. Yeah, when it was uh, like a defensive game. Yeah, on it, both ends. There there was one where it was just like the most boring thing ever. Yeah, yeah. If it was scripted, their goal is not winning or losing. Their goal is putting on the best game possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way, if it were to be scripted, I would find it a lot more entertaining. The only problem is everyone's going to be like, well, you know, it's this, it's that, it's the other. But I get it know. from an entertainment standpoint, but yeah. I think the problem is, is that if it was scripted, I don't think the players would want to play because if yeah, they're right. if they're playing for an opportunity and it's scripted, they're going to know that they're the quality of the – of the gameplay that they're putting out is not worth what the NFL would even be looking at. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah. I mean, like I said, because I'm, I'm being a wrestling fan, I'm going to come from the script, uh, the scripted point of view. I'm going to think that's better. Um, but just because like you're proving not only that you can, you are athletic enough to do this, but you're able to do it at a, such a level that when you need, when you're needed to like, do these amazing plays or whatever you could pull that off and you know when to hold back and stuff like that which is not the easiest thing in the world i mean nfl your job is to go all out all at all times be the best you can be if mm-hmm. it were scripted you would have to think okay i have to think of an innovative way to miss this tackle or something like that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. try to make it look the most dramatic way possible but like yeah. i said most people would disagree with that it's it's like I said, it's a weird, it's a mixed bag. I mean, I I, I, mean, I could talk about this for a while. I think as the CS, I think as the draft goes on and things go on with this, uh, the whole league, will it'll be interesting to see how things change up. The one thing I did have before we probably move around is uh, being a a wrestling fan, Dan. Do you have any interest in the XFL? Is this something that you think general wrestling fans would even have an interest in? Honestly, I would say no. Um, for general wrestling fans, um, because. Like I said, I feel like most wrestling fans that I know aren't the biggest into sports. And um, like I said, you want you don't want the sport. You want the spectacle. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, you, you if it, like I said, if it were scripted, if you knew it was, uh, like there's a good storyline. Like if I were to say, like, oh, if the Roughnecks win this thing, they're going to clinch their division. But I know that it would make more money to have the Los Angeles team do this. But if the Guardians came up came up from this side and if... You know, they do this whole thing because that's the way wrestling fans tend to think. They don't think of, oh, you know, that was a good match. They cr- they think in terms of storyline where it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, so I, they're planning. It's like, I know at WrestleMania, this match plus this match needs to happen. Like this person versus this person. So all these other pay-per-views that are leading up to it, the, p- the people are trying to guess what's going to happen. So they would look at it from that point of view. Um, but like I said, that's not really going to be a thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what it's like. Because, like I said, I like football. I don't like the NFL. I've been saying that for years. Um, if I, I, I'm going to give it a shot, and who knows? Maybe I'll watch it and be like, wow, this is even stupider than the NFL. And I won't care. Maybe I'll like it and I'll follow it. You know, we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Aslam, uh, are you going to be interested in it? Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I, I wouldn't see why not. I mean, I'm not the biggest football fan. I, I try to watch games here and there. 
Um, if it's easily accessible for me to watch, um, I would definitely will watch it. If they make it difficult for me to watch, I'm not going to try. Um, and speaking of that, how easy is it going to be to watch these games? Is it yeah, that's what I was about exclusively at. on the um, WWE Network? Is it going to be? Oh on no, it like has it has nothing channels? to do with WWE. <clears throat> Looks like it's partnered with ABC and ESPN. Okay, so it's going to be Fox easily Sports. accessible. That's good. Um, yeah, so if it is easily accessible and I can I can watch it, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely tune into a game or so. So do you guys have a team that you'll be rooting for so far? I, I would assume the Guardians. Yeah. The Guardians. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to think I know Philadelphia teams out here. I don't know what's your obsession with Philadelphia. I'm never going to understand that. You I don't have like nothing. <laughs> you have nothing in Speaking you of Philadelphia, Philly. I'm going to PA um, on Saturday to go do a haunted house. Nice. Oh, thanks you go for, to the, thanks for the telling me. You go, you, go on, you go on to the prison? I've been planning on going yeah. there for years. Thanks for telling the me. The asylum. Thanks for telling yeah. me. Yeah. You want to come? Yeah. Uh, it's too short notice. So I wouldn't be able to. Oh, sorry. Thank Just you. talking all that Thank shit. You, you still that. can't do that. Thank you for that. Yeah. You it, know, wasn't, I'm a, it wasn't. I didn't make the plans. So. Appreciate it's actually. It. Really, it's, 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 it's nice. It's really good. You'll like it. I feel bad now. You should. When are you going? I'm Saturday. not. I'm never going, apparently. No, not you. When oh, are you going? Okay. Saturday. I don't like three. That's not short notice, Dan. Get your ass going. No, You're sick. No, just short notice. I can't. You're I sick. Can't. You're sick. I don't call out. That's don't true. call out. Just See don't if you show can up. shifts with someone. I'm literally yeah. doing that already on the 26th. Oh, okay. So do it again. They need you. Are you coming you're, to... You're the head nurse. Which party are you going to on the 26th? Um, Things change, so that's the only party on the 26th. Which one? The one you told me about. Oh, okay. So I'm a root for the Tampa Bay Wait, Tampa Bay Vikers. Uh, that's probably going to be moved the Saturday after Halloween, so okay. I need to try to get in for that because you know they gave me notice ahead of time, unlike some people. Oh, okay. Bro, I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> don't apologize Damn. to him. Fuck him. He's sick. Nah, I have to apologize. I should have known he would want to go to this. Oh, yeah. It's probably like the one thing he'd be okay with doing in a group. Yeah. Tampa Bay Vipers. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna go for the Tampa Bay Vipers. Oh, cause you, you, cause you're trying to move to Florida, trader. Yeah, you know it. That's the Florida man. <laughs> Florida man. Oh my God, that's gonna be so funny. Florida man has sex with himself. I don't know. What's all right? Yep, that's my topic. Good job. Good job. That's a good you. topic. Thank you. All right, so I'm up. Yeah. Um. So it's it's very funny that Islam it, when you mentioned the whole competition. You know, competition um, basically breeds success, you would assume, right? That the XFL is going to bring out the best in the NFL and vice versa. AEW, which I've been talking about, had their first weekly televised show on TNT um, last week. Uh, They had their second show yesterday. Um, Great, great show. One one of the greatest regular weekly television shows I've ever seen. Not just wrestling, just shows. Incredible. NXT was on at the same time. Also, very good show. I, it was like reliving the Monday Night Wars. I had AEW on my TV, I had NXT on my laptop, and I was watching both of them at the same time. I felt I felt like I was back in the late 90s. Nice. Um, Were you happy in those days? It was great. It was, was, this it, bef- was it was phenomenal. <laughs> was this before? Was this before you became you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. See, yeah, so, so what I'm talking about was Wednesday. Wednesday was a great show. There was a Monday Night Raw before that. Hmm. That Raw. 
Then he had to pause. You guys didn't see this, but he pulled the mic away and he paused for a minute. And that's why you guys had that silence. He had to pause before this. This is about to go down, everybody. Get ready. That Hold raw on to your seats. That raw wasn't great. That raw was not oh, good. Never mind. It it ended with uh it ended with like a, a weird angle where there's this one wrestler, Rusev. He's married to this other wrestler named Lana. They were both off TV for a while. Rusev just came back. And now Lana was kissing Bobby Lashley. I was like, this is this is what we're doing. This is Monday oh night. My God. Monday night raw. This is Bobby this is it. Bobby Lashley's back? Bobby Lashley's been back for like a year or two. <laughs> I was waiting for him to come back. That's hey, the big black dude, right? Yeah, but the problem with Bobby Lashley, very athletic. Um, he, he he's former. Uh, what I believe he was Marine? in the U.S. Army. I don't, Marine, think, I don't I think he was a Marine. I think it was Army. So you Army know, Ranger. Th- th- so Bobby Lashley, thank you for services. But at the end of the day, he's a charismatic vacuum. Like he has no charisma to the point Damn. where he sucks other people's charisma away. He just walks around. He's like, look at me. I'm Bobby Lashley. I have a headband. <laughs> Who cares about Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley has a headband now. Yeah, he wears a headband, and it's the it's plainest headband you've ever seen. It's is it just a black is headband? It's just on. It's head. a black head on his black head. It's just a black headband on his head. That's it. Hmm. That's all it is. So he's he's kissing Lana. I was like, okay, Raw wasn't great. Wednesday saved everything, and then Friday, Friday Night SmackDown, the debut on Fox, first time ever. You know, they they advertise that the Rock's gonna be there and. Stone Cold's going to be there, and Undertaker's going to be there. Sting is going to be there. Out of all those people I mentioned, The Rock was there. No one else was. They were advertised, and they weren't there. They didn't show up? (laughs) (coughs) Wow. I did see some stuff about The Rock, though. So The Rock was there at the beginning of the show. He showed up, and basically it was the same old, hey, look at me, I'm The Rock. We smell what The Rock is cooking. Eh, Shut your mouth, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter what (laughs) you think. And then he he goes off, rides off to the sunset, back on the Hollywood, <laughs> back on the Hollywood. Um, and the rest of SmackDown, it was it it was an okay show. And then we get to the main event. Um, Brock Lesnar, who somehow is now the number one contender, nobody knows how, to Kofi what Kingston's WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston, he won it at WrestleMania. Remember, I told you guys it was a big deal. I had the Kofi Mania shirt. Everybody was all happy about it. The match starts. Kofi runs at Brock Lesnar. He hits an F5, pins him. Kofi lost the title in seven seconds. On wow. SmackDown. On SmackDown. The first wow. SmackDown ever on Fox. Kofi Kingston, the people's champion. The true people's champion. The true the people's champion. Everybody was happy to see him win it. Everybody's tired of seeing Brock Lesnar. Lesnar beats him in seven seconds. That's bullshit. No kidding. After this happens, oh, I forgot to mention, on Monday Night Raw, Rey Mysterio was attacked at the beginning of the show by Brock Lesnar. Nobody understands why. Rey Mysterio was out there. He's like, hey, look at me. I got a mask on. Lesnar came out just hit him with like 18 F5s. Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic, was in the crowd. Lesnar pulled him into the ring, hit him with a bunch of F5s. How old is his son? He's you know, he's like 18, 19. Oh, thank God. I thought we were talking about like a five-year-old child or something. No, he used to. You remember back when Eddie Guerrero was talking to one of Rey's kids and he used to say, I'm your poppy? Yeah, that's him. It's it's Eddie Guerrero was his poppy, but Brock Lesnar was his poppy on Monday. Anyway, oh my gosh. <laughs> so Rey Mysterio was attacked on Monday. Flash flash uh, back to or flash forward to um, SmackDown. Flash forward. Uh, so S- Kofi Kingston gets beat up by Brock Lesnar. Rey Mysterio's music hits. It was like, oh, Rey Mysterio is going to come out. What's he going to do against Lesnar? He got destroyed. He comes out with former UFC heavyweight champion. Cain Velasquez. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, I heard something about this, but I heard uh, also Cain Velasquez was actually doing good lucha shit. Cain like Velasquez he, has been wrestling since June. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, he was in AAA. Remember that, that show yeah. that I told you guys, hey, let's go to mm-hmm. in New York? Cain Velasquez was uh, wrestling at that show. Nice. Um, the thing is, Cain Velasquez, he's, he's still learning. And here yeah. he is now in a feud with the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. And Cain Velasquez yeah. shows up. And he's just wearing a, a a weird knee brace thing, and no shirt on, just a flabby, just a flabby man, just a flabby man <laughs> walking fuck? out to the ring with Rey Mysterio. Hey man, that dude fucking murdered Lesnar when he won the title. You're right, and that's the what UFC. they're trying to do with the storyline. The problem is, <clears throat> this ain't Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yeah, this is World Wrestling Entertainment. A lot of yep. people here don't care about Cain Velasquez. You, I mean, you're they right. Should Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar? They're both amazing athletes. Brock Lesnar has done nothing but disappoint people for the past couple of years. Cain Velasquez, Mr. Flabby Man, I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> Mr. Flabby Man. He, 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 did, Flabby he did a man. double leg takedown on Lesnar, threw some of the most awkward punches in the world. Lesnar ran out the ring scared, and SmackDown ended. I'm thinking this, <laughs> this, is, this is SmackDown. This is your debut on Fox. You take the title away from Kofi to have a wrestler who then later on said he's not under contract with WWE, so he's not even a WWE wrestler. And he's in a feud with Lesnar. Um, two weeks ago, Cain Velasquez said he was interested in trying out for AEW. So this man might actually end up working for WWE's competition. And here he is in a feud with Brock Lesnar for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Hey, man, he's chopping around. You know, this is this is what's awesome about having so many different wrestling shows is that wrestlers have a choice now. You're absolutely right. That is awesome. What's right? stupid is Vince McMahon putting this guy who's not a wrestler yet. Well, and what his he's trying to do is he's huge. like, he's like one of those college coaches that comes to your house, gives you free shit, and be like, "Come to, come yeah. play for me." Yeah. But like so I said, he's like, "Listen, bro, you can have, you can get a shot against this title. You can beat Brock Lesnar again. Mm-hmm. Come work for me." I'm convinced this man can't speak on a mic, though. No, nah, he probably can't. So anyway, just- all this happens, and then it was like, okay, SmackDown was whatever. Wednesday was great. And it's okay because Sunday we have a pay-per-view. The Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Um, so that's happening. And it starts off with one of the greatest Hell in a Cell matches I've ever seen. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Nice. For the Raw Women's Championship. They did some stuff I've never seen before. They took a bunch of kendo sticks, like bamboo sticks. Oh, man, where did they put them? They put them on the corner of the Hell in a Cell, of the cell. And they put, like, four of them there. They took a steel chair, stacked it on top, opened it up so you could sit on it. Sasha Banks was sitting on the chair while Becky Lynch, it's like, she's sitting elevated <laughs> in the thing. Yeah, yeah. Becky Lynch comes and, like, tackles her off the thing. They're pulling off some crazy stuff I've never seen before. And they nice. put on a, an amazing match. And that was the best thing about Raw. The only good, th- I mean, the only good thing about Hell in a Cell, I think, was that. Um, the main event was Seth Rollins, the WWE Universal Champion competing against the fiend bray wyatt bray wyatt uh i showed you guys a video not too long ago i was watching the thing it looked stupid it looked like a blues clues thing the guy said yowie wowie the i don't fuck? remember this yeah you all. guys made fun of it for the whole day of course the two of you would forget it i made fun of this yeah watching it i mean I, I definitely i can definitely understand that i would have made fun of it i just yeah. don't fucking remember. bro there's too much happening <laughs> in my life for me to remember everything, okay? Yeah, especially Yowie Wowie. I get it, but yeah, it'd, be nice, if, it'd be nice if you guys remembered something. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know. Make it more memorable, then. <laughs> so, anyway, 
this guy, he's the he's like uh he's becoming the next version of the Undertaker combined with mankind. That's that's who he is now. And throwing a little bit of cane. So everybody's loving this guy's character. Um it's a hell in a cell match. He's fighting against Seth Rollins. Now, Rudy, you're a lapsed wrestling fan. What are the rules in a hell in a cell match? Uh you nope, that's a cage match. Hell in a cell is you can't get out. Nope. Nope. Okay, I thought you knew. A Hell in a Cell match is you win by pinfall or submission. Yeah, you can't get out. No, you can get out. What does that have to do with anything? No, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, but no, I mean, like, you're not intended to get out. Like, the whole point is, like, you're stuck in the cell, Mm -hmm. and you're not not supposed to... Like, you're supposed to be locked in that cell. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to run. Nowhere to hide. You know, just got to face your fear. Okay, but the rules. The rules are win by pinfall or submission. That's it. Those are the only rules. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... The match ended in a disqualification. So, Seth Rollins... How? Exactly. Exactly. Seth Rollins, um, he grabbed a bunch of weapons while he was fighting against Bray Wyatt because nothing was stopping Bray Wyatt. He hit him with his finisher. Bray Wyatt was getting out after the one count. So, he's hitting him with with chairs, and Bray Wyatt's not staying down. He hits him with a ladder. He's not staying down. He hits him with... He puts the chair on his head and hits him with the ladder on the head. He's not staying down. He finds a toolbox... He hits him with the toolbox with tools inside, and he's still getting up. So then he stacks a chair and then a ladder with the chair with another chair inside of the ladder, puts a toolbox on top of that, grabs a sledgehammer. The referee's like, don't do it, and Seth Rollins does it, and the referee's like, oh, I have to stop this. I have to stop this. Now, mind you, how many times has Triple H used a sledgehammer in a Hell in a Cell? And yep. there's no disqualification. <coughs> Undertaker threw Mankind off of the cell, <laughs> and there was no disqualification. In that same match, he put him through the cell on a chair with thumbtacks. There was yep. no disqualification. He jumped off the top. Exactly. Rikishi was thrown off the top. No disqualification. All these crazy things have happened, and this match ended disqualification. When that happened, all the fans started chanting in the arena, AEW, AEW. Wow. Over and over again. They started chanting, Damn. we want a refund. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Damn. They were chanting restart the match. All these other things happen. After that happened, Bray Wyatt magically gets better. He puts Seth Rollins in a mandible claw who's leaking blood out of his mouth and Hell in a Cell ended. That's so crazy, man. Like, you imagine they just start randomly chanting AEW when the show starts getting bad. This ain't good. I mean, AEW started that week. <laughs> like, their Wednesday night show started that week. WWE's time to, like, really step up, and this is what they do. I was like, and that's when I felt just depressed. And I realized wrestling depressed me. And I got sick immediately after. Yo, Vince McMahon needs to, like... Focus on the XFL and let Triple H run the company. Yeah. Like, just, just, you've done enough. Like, go go focus on your pet project and just, like, let the the new generation handle it. Like, Triple H is doing good. Like, just let him come up with the storylines. Like I said, NXT was amazing. NXT, as always, was great. Yeah. Um, and it was bad. And the thing is, I was at work on Sunday, so I was up the whole night, and uh, I was on Reddit. There's a subreddit called Squared Circle. It's all about wrestling. And granted, it's a very toxic – wrestling fans is just a toxic community. We know this. <laughs> but, but oh, the yes, thing, they are. Yeah. And the problem is the world is becoming like us, and that needs to stop. Somebody needs to fix this. Is that why we're at war? Like, is that why? Is that I why? I think so. I think I th- it's because I everybody started acting like wrestling fans. WWE created Donald Trump. <laughs> He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. I'm telling you. (laughs) This is what happened. But the thing is, I was on the Squared Circle subreddit. The show ended at like 1130 or midnight, and people were complaining on that thing. 
till I finished work at six in the morning. <laughs> People stayed up the whole night just talking about how stupid it was. And it, I just, I just, I, I'm convinced I'm sick because of WWE. WWE did this to you. Uh, I have a cold because of them. But yeah, it was very depressing. Um, <laughs> since then, we had another Monday Night Raw. Same old stuff. It wasn't that great. They didn't even address the whole disqualification. They just kind of said, oh, yeah, there was a Hell in a Cell match. They didn't even mention it. They didn't mention what happened, what the repercussions are. In the meantime, yesterday, Wednesday, NXT and AEW put on two another great, incredible shows. So it's almost like if you want to watch wrestling, just stick to Wednesdays. Wednesdays. I, I feel so bad for Kofi Kingston. Oh, That's yeah. how you lose oh, your yeah. title. Yeah, I know. You work so hard. The fans are behind you. Everything's pulling for you. You how long? So how long was he the champ for? He won it in the beginning of April. That was Mania. May, June, July, August, September, October. He had it for so a only decent amount of time. But six still, months. That's longer than most people nowadays. That's fine, but you don't even lose it at a at a at a pay per view. It, it was a big episode of Fox. I get. I understand that. I just don't understand Lesnar again. And seven seconds. Like, L- Kofi didn't even get a move in. He literally ran at Brock. Brock picked him up and hit him with F- F5. That was the whole match. Oh, he didn't even... F- wow. He didn't land a shot. He ran at him and got picked up. And then with the wow. whole Kane Velasquez, Rey Mysterio thing, Kofi, they didn't even show Kofi. Kofi, like, he wasn't on camera. It's just like he kind of disappeared, and then Brock Lesnar's in the ring, and here comes Kane Velasquez. Everybody's thinking, like, well, what, what happened to Kofi? What about Kofi? Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can understand. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah, well, it's okay because this Friday is the beginning of the WWE draft. So let's see if they could fix it. What does that mean? What does that mean? Give us a give us a little give us a little teaser. Um, you know how Raw and SmackDown are supposed to be split up. Yep. Well, they kind of screwed that up a couple months ago, where Vince McMahon was just like, "Hey, we're gonna shake things up, and you're gonna have," oh, I forgot what he called it. It was some type of stupid rule where you could have three people from Raw switch over to SmackDown for one week upon approval. I don't know who approves it. No, he never explained that. Or whoever is on SmackDown could go to Raw, and then it ended up being four people and then five people, and then they just stopped counting, and everybody was on every show. So it was just like, why do, why do we have two oh, different so shows? So they're going to do the draft again? Yeah, but I, what I don't get is they don't have anybody technically, storyline-wise, nobody's in charge of Raw and nobody's in charge of SmackDown, so who's drafting them? They didn't bother Maybe. to explain this, and it's happening tomorrow. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow. Vince, I don't know, man. Vince, just just know, man. stick with the XFL, man. Leave, leave the leave yeah. WWE to to Triple H. Yeah, or you know, I'll just, take I'll just take retire. The I'll take the reins. Let me do it. <laughs> just retire, man. You got you you did enough. You you're gonna go down in the history books. Yeah, he's Vince wow. McMahon. He's Vince McMahon. He's one of the greatest ever. And now he's acting like Vince Russo. Vince Russo. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's a wrestling fan, they'll they'll understand that reference. <sighs> Good topic, dude. Yeah. Damn. That's a lot. Sorry. Yeah, the Giants just tied it, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Fucking. And I got Tom Brady as my quarterback, and he just got sacked and lost the ball. I'm so Thank glad you, you guys are watching yeah, TV while we're recording the podcast. So, <laughs> check it out. My turn, right? Yeah. Yes, we, yes, had, <laughs> we had Hugh Jackman at the arena last week. Right. How's he doing? He's great, actually, because he came out to meet us. What was he right. doing? Uh, oh, he said, "What was he doing, or how was no, he?" No, I'm asking you. I said, "How?" I said, "How was he doing?" I oh, I'm gonna explain everything. Okay. okay. So at, at first, I was like, "What the fuck is Hugh Jackman coming to do?" Yeah. Apparently, he's coming to sing. I was like, okay. "Hugh Jackman can okay. fucking sing." Yeah. Lame is. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I knew him from Les Mis. I knew he could do that in Les Mis, but I was like, I didn't know he can pull it off for like three hours, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're sitting down. So the floor guys are on the floor. We're hanging out, waiting for doors to open to get on our spots. Mm-hmm. One of our guys is like fucking obsessed with Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've seen The Greatest Showman like 50 times mm-hmm. with my kids or like a thousand times with my kids, blah, blah, blah. So we started making fun of him, mm-hmm. and one of Hugh Jackman's security, like personal security, mm-hmm. like the tour security, happened to be there. So we were like, so one of the other guys w- started making fun of him. He's like, watch out for this guy. You might have to move him because he's going to, like, jump on stage for Hugh Jackman <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. So we started doing that. We're making fun of him and stuff. This The, the security guard disappears. Mm-hmm. Like, Hugh Jackman's security disappears. Mm-hmm. Five minutes later, him and Hugh Jackman show up out of fucking nowhere. And he comes up and he's like, which, so he, so he comes up and he goes to one of the other guys and shakes his hand. He's like, no, 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 not him. He's like him. And he's like, okay, in my, Hugh Jackman's like, in my defense, he told me the ball guy with the beard and there's three of us. <laughs> so he's like, I didn't know which one. Yeah. So he comes out, we, he, he shakes, uh, he, he hangs out with us for a little bit. We all take a picture. He goes back, gets ready, goes on, uh, for the show. Mm-hmm. He was a really cool guy. Nice. He was he hung out for us with a bit. So apparently, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. started his career. Yeah. He was Wolverine. Did you know that? No, no, no. <laughs> he started his career in Broadway, like yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. doing musicals and plays and stuff. I didn't know this. Yeah, I knew this. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know this. So he started. So he's been doing plays and musicals for such a long time that he has like this giant not giant but he has like this catalog of musicals that he can sing and that's what he did right okay so he pretty much brought his broadway bits that he's done Mm -hmm. on stage and on tour and one of them was apparently he played gaston in um um Beauty and the Beast, yes, thank you. Nice. I was forgetting. Yeah, so he sang that song. He did the the little dance that they did with the cups, uh, and they showed like a while he was doing it on stage. They showed videos of him doing it while in Broadway when he looked so young. Yeah, and it was just it was really cool. He also he's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like he brought one guy from the from the audience on stage. Yeah. Just and the dude turned out right in front of everybody. No, <laughs> no, the face. dude turned out to be a bartender. The dude turned out to be a bartender for the arena. He, the guy was like, "Shit, I'm gonna get fired," because he's like, he's he came to the show and said, "But he's not gonna really get fired." But so they were just like doing this whole thing, and he was fucking hilarious, man. And he is actually, like, it was really good. Like he can actually sing. He's really good performer, and it was just like it was amazing to see. Like I thoroughly enjoyed that show. Like it was awesome. So why did he do this show though? I mean, he makes a lot of money off of his movies. So was there a reason why he was? Is because, he doing on a tour or something? Because I think his his um, as a theater like person, I, from what I can tell like or from what I know, uh, yeah, like people who do like theater and musicals and like plays, that is like even though they don't make a lot of money, sometimes that is like their passion. It's like an art form that they do that they really enjoy. He was also blessed to do all these Wolverine movies and other Hollywood things. But at the end of the day, this is what 
his career started as and this is what he likes to do and i think that's why he brought it on tour now my topic is i thought this was like a really cool idea to the point of what if they started like what if they did this a little more right like instead of people having to go to broadway like what if you just like do these arena shows like this um with with like type of broadway performances Mm. you know i think it'd be really cool because a lot of people would like to go and see broadway but i'm not gonna if i live out in the middle in like another like state and Mm -hmm. whatever and they don't have the type of production or like broadway shows or plays or theater shows and i want to go see one maybe i can't i can afford to buy a ticket and go to the arena but I can't afford to buy airplane tickets, hotel, yeah. uh, Broadway tickets are super expensive, like almost in like the 300 ranges sometimes when I can just pay like 100 or $150, get decent seats and seat in an arena. I think know? I think so that's a uh, that's a great idea. Um, one, I wouldn't I wouldn't want it to be like famous people. Because I feel like that would just no, no. I don't think it should be yeah. famous just people like either. I'm not because not a lot of famous people do theater. Yeah, right? yeah, Most yeah. people like this is just. I just thought it was like interesting that he you was don't, you doing. You want to see his... the Rock do Shakespeare? No, <laughs> I would pay money for that. God, I no. would pay. I want to see him play Juliet. Oh my in, god! In Romeo and Juliet. Oh my god! Just come out. Oh Romeo! Oh Romeo! Do you, does thou smell what the rock is cooking? God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Um, no, I just think it would be like really interesting. Like I wanted, to, I've been wanting to see The Lion King forever, mm-hmm. and I really hope it stays in fucking Broadway until I'm able to see it. Mm-hmm. And I live in Jersey, and I'm only half an hour away from New York City, and I can go see it. But I just don't like, you know what I mean? I want like if it came to the arena, I I definitely like work it and like go see it. Like it just like. I think it would be a lot nicer. And also, these shows can do, like, a a run on Broadway. And then once they're off Broadway, they can do an arena tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that would be really, like, interesting to do because that gives more life to that show. And then you can... You can have these people travel and do the show, or you can have, like, a... You can have it on... Like, it's kind of like Disney on Ice, but better. Right, because yeah. Disney on Ice is taking these stories and doing them on ice and whatever in play form, yeah. but it's really bad because it's for little kids and it's just really silly. I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. The only issue I could see, which for most people wouldn't even be an issue, is some people want to go to the shows just to say, I saw it on Broadway. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I completely understand. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, take the show off Broadway. No, no, no. But just uh, what, to do what I'm tour. saying is, like, people want to physically be. On Broadway, like it, I, I'm all yeah, for no, watching it's, it because it's a prestigious thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Broadway is a prestigious thing. Yeah, so right. doing do going to a Broadway show on Broadway yeah. is is like, hey, I I did it right. Yeah. I went to to Broadway. I did it. And look at but, me. You want to end up like me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but. Like I said, if you can't really afford the travel, the hotel, yeah. the, no, the tickets. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm just saying I feel like some... And like also, not all, all bro- not also all Broadway shows don't last 20 years yeah. like The Lion King, right? Yeah. 
so some of them go on there for like a year two maybe like a limited time run of like a couple of months and then they're off broadway right after Mm -hmm. they're off broadway if they did like a good following they could do like small theater tours or small arena tours you know what i mean for like hundreds of people so or thousands you know what i mean like like how comedians do like um like small clubs and then they graduate to like theaters and like whatever Mm -hmm. and then so these broadway shows depending on how big they are if they have a following and they can do that they can do uh theaters for like 500 people that's that's the i don't know how much how many seats are on a broadway theater but it's probably 500 to a thousand i don't think it's more than that that shouldn't be too much maybe less it's probably less than that yeah. yeah, so I think if you go to other theaters that have at least uh, at least like five hundred seats, you'll be making good money, mm-hmm. bringing culture to every everywhere else. You know, I think it'd be it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I said, I think it's a great idea. Um, I don't know how many people would go. I think a lot of people would go. I would. I, I would, think a lot of I people would, would like go. to think so, but. At the same time, it's here's just like the thing. Like, there's people that I've seen come to almost like every other show at the arena mm-hmm. that live in the area. Like, I've seen them multiple times, and it's just like because it's here, because it's accessible, because it's not too expensive. It's a night out, yeah. right? Well, that's the thing. And like I said, I like especially I like people plays, who. But do you do you like plays? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I like plays. I, uh, when I went plays to go are very see, big when I went in to go like see Egypt plays in the and park, and I went to go see Adam's Family. I was it was it you that said no? That sounds stupid. And I was like, it's actually not a bad. Well, yeah, park. in the park. Yeah, I don't want to go in the park. You think I, I want to go in the park? Cool. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it would. Yeah. I, if I went, I would have enjoyed it as well. Yeah. I'm just like I don't want to go to the uh, to the park. I'd rather be in a comfortable ass seat. You bring your own chair. Bring a comfortable seat. You won't Fuck have a problem. That. I'm not. You what? How much money did you do? Am I paying to bring my own seat? It's free, isn't it? No, I think it was like four dollars or something like that. No, oh, that's, okay, not, that's bad. not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell with you anymore. It might have been too expensive. Who knows? <laughs> I think if you would have said five dollars, I would have been like, "Fuck no, five dollars," <laughs> and I get to be outside in the fresh air. No, and I can bring my own snacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you you can, and they also have um, they have stuff too. If you want to buy some, it's also very cheap. Uh, I mean, Islam, I think had the right point I mean, on this it, one. It depends though. on the oh, mood. Yeah, no, I agree. I, mean, I agree one hundred percent. That sounds like a great idea. No, I mean, uh, my thing was the only thing I was thinking about was the same thing he said was comedians. You know, comedians go to small shops mm-hmm. to hone their craft and develop their 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 quality. Plus, a lot of them like to grind. You know what I mean? And actors have that same feel. Like, The Addams Family was originally on Broadway with actual pretty big-name actors in it. And then it got taken off of Broadway but started traveling around the country as, like, a smaller thing with different actors. And I still I still loved it. It came over here to the State Theater in New Brunswick, and I watched it, and I loved it. So I really have no problem with it. I think... Uh, I really think it's about, you know, honing that quality, though, because if you think about it, Hugh Jackman was in Broadway, uh, Denzel Washington was in Broadway, Samuel Jackson was in Broadway. Like, What has Samuel Jackson not done? <laughs> I guarantee you, know, great once, fucking dude. I think once I was like, watching some Julius Irving basketball, like New York Knicks highlights, and it was Samuel Jackson giving him the assist. Like, I've seen, I've seen this man <laughs> do everything. I'm just saying. No, I think it's Samuel a great Jackson way for the home the, the craft. Yeah. yeah. That was nice. That was a great idea. All right, guys, let's go buy a play and just take it right away. <laughs> let's do it. 
Make money. Like, uh, like f- you can even s- because <laughs> so I forgot the point that I was gonna say off of what Rudy had said. Yeah. Hugh Jack was holding their craft, was running around with like they like to grind between his fingers, going like snick, 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 okay. snick. <laughs> um, I, whatever. I forgot. But like, you can start off with like plays such as like Lion King mm-hmm. uh, and the. Uh, other big names like if you brought back um a play that was very famous just to make it go on tour i guarantee you people will see it like cats no they're making a movie the longest running like yeah it, Broadway was. Play? it like, was i think lion king beat that now yeah maybe but uh they're making it into a movie i don't a movie musical. That shit looks so fucking retarded. You don't, you don't like man. the you don't like the animated faces and stuff. You don't like <laughs> no. this. That shit. Uh, this shit reminds me of Superman's mustache fiasco. You know what? That wasn't even all that bad. It was okay. They made it Whatever. work. Whatever. Whatever. All right, I'm done with my topic. This is a good topic. I thought you were just about Thank to you. end the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> you all right, I'm done. Really about to turn it off. I'm no, done. No. That's it. I was no, I was checking the timestamp. Okay. Like I'm finished. Nobody, yeah. nobody else has anything worthy of saying. <laughs> no, after that, <laughs> fucking wisdom I just dropped. <laughs> can't you can't fucking follow this? Oh man. Yeah. Guess so, uh, uh, thank you everybody for listening and uh, joining us for another episode of Los Wise Guys podcast. Um, I hope you liked what we discussed. Please feel free to hit us up on our social medias, all the social medias and the podcast places. Actually, I want to try something. I'm going to give out the Los Wise Guys email, which is just loswiseguys at gmail.com. And if you guys have any suggestions or topics or any comments that you want to let us know about, please email us at loswiseguys at gmail.com. Let's see how that goes. See if we get anything. I'm afraid of what's going to come in those emails now. Uh, it is what it is. Um, uh, I just want to have a communication. Nobody's hitting us up on our uh, social medias. I know I have some friends that hit me up on social medias mm-hmm. and tell me things about the podcast. I uh, found out things. that Rudy Thank DMs God. me. I send Islam ass all the time. Yeah, he does. Um, so, yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. And uh, thank you for listening. Have a great week.